Chapter Two, Part Two of Commentary in the Gospel of John, Book Ten, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by Reverend Thomas Randall. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Two, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh it away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he cleanseth it, that it may bear more fruit. Our connection with Christ is of the mind and implies a power of union affecting the tenor of our lives, perfecting us in love and faith. And the faith dwells in our hearts, making the manifestation of the divine knowledge complete, while the manner of the love requires us to keep the commandment laid down for us by him. For thus he also indicated him that loves him, saying, He that loveth me will keep my commandments we must know then that being united with him by faith and giving effect to the manner of our union in mere barren confessions of faith and not clenching the bond of our union by the good works that proceed from love we will be branches indeed but still dead and without fruit for faith without works is dead as the saint says if then after this manner the branch be seen to exist fruitlessly depending so to speak from the trunk of the vine know that such a man will encounter the pruning knife of the husbandman for he will wholly cut it off and will give it to the fire to consume as worthless rubbish for this is the judgment of the barren as i think also in the case of the fig-tree which was set before us by way of parable the lord of the vineyard says to the tiller of the soil cut it down why doth it also cumber the ground so in this case too i think that the god and father of all mows down the thick and barren burden of branches that hangs down from the vine in the figure with no produce of fruit and i think that the overseer of our souls that is god wishes to show by the parable here employed what and how great is the injury which the soul that is cut off from fellowship with him has to endure for it will wholly wither away and become barren of every good work and will unquestionably be abandoned to punishment and will be the prey of all consuming flames moreover by the mouth of the prophet ezekiel wishing to show this very clearly he says son of man what is the vine tree more than any other tree or than a branch which is among the trees of the forest shall wood be taken thereof to do any work or will men take it to hang any vessel upon it the yearly purging of it the fire performs and at last it faileth is it meet for any work know then that that which has once been cut off and wholly severed is altogether useless and cannot be taken to serve for any necessary purpose but is soon only useful for firewood is it not clear that if we be a branch and have been drawn away from the deceitfulness of a plurality of gods and have confessed the faith of christ but are still barren so far as the union which shows itself and works is concerned we shall surely suffer the fate of the barren branches and what then for we are wholly cut off and we shall be given to the flames and shall have lost besides that life-giving sap that is to say the spirit which we once had from the vine for that which christ said of the man who buried his talent one may see accomplished in the case of those who have suffered complete severance 
for just as the talent was taken away from him at once so i think also is the spirit taken from the branch as in figure of sap or quality and why is it taken away that the spirit of the lord may not seem to share in the condemnation of those who are doomed to go to the perdition of fire by the sentence of the judge for if earthly rulers will not on a sudden determine the fate of those who have once been held in honour and dignified by kingly favours but if such an one be convicted of some crime for which he may justly pay the penalty this fate could not overtake him before he has been robbed of his honours is it not necessary then that the soul that has been sentenced by the verdict from above to the fate of punishment should in a manner be divested of and lay aside the grace of the spirit before experiencing the evils we say further that the barren branch will suffer such a fate wishing to confirm our minds as far as possible to be prone to lay fast hold on love towards him by the active principle of virtue within us and faith unshaken while he says that the fruitful branch will not at all be left without experiencing the care of the tiller of the soil but will be thoroughly cleansed so as to be more able to bear fruit for god works with those who have chosen to live the best and most perfect life and to do good works so far as in them lies and have elected to seek perfection as citizens of god he as it were uses the working power of the spirit as a pruning-hook and circumcising in them sometimes the pleasures which are always calling us to fleshly lusts and bodily passions and sometimes all those temptations which are wont to assail the souls of men defiling the mind by diverse kinds of evils for this we say is that circumcision which is not the work of hands but is truly that of the spirit of which paul in one place says for he is not a jew which is one outwardly neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh but he is a jew which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit not in the letter whose praise is not of men but of god and in another place again in whom ye also believed and were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands and therefore they say to some that if the branches of the vine and the figure suffer any purging that cannot take place i suppose without suffering for it is painful so far as and to the extent that the wood can suffer pain in the same way then we must think it affects the saints and if we consider attentively we shall give them our consent and approval for our god who loves virtue instructs us by pain and tribulation moreover the prophet isaiah says thus when the lord shall have washed away the filth of the sons and daughters of zion and shall have purged the blood of jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning and the inspired paul himself too says if ye endure chastening god dealeth with you as sons for what son is there whom his father chasteneth not nay more the choir of the saints themselves who exceed all conception do not reject the instruction given by the holy ones but rather eagerly welcome it with the words 
instruct us lord but in judgment and not in wrath that thou make us not few for in wrath will be accomplished the complete severance of the barren branches for he sends them to punishment but in judgment rather that is consideration and in mercy will be accomplished the purging of those which bear fruit which brings but small pain to the quickening of their fertility and occasioning a greater abundance of blossoms springing up further some accepting this exclaim lord by brief tribulation dost thou chasten us for the tribulation of purification lasts but a short while but giving us instruction from above makes us blessed and we will receive the blessed david as a witness who thus exclaims blessed is the man whom thou lord chastenest and instructest in thy law to comfort him in evil days for the days of the impartial judgment are truly days of evil omen and dreadful to those who are wholly cut off and doomed to the perdition of punishment by fire but to those who are chastened in that day the lord robs them of their terrors for such a man can no way be numbered among those who are doomed to judgment and punishment as he is not a barren branch let then the fervour that shows itself in works be combined with the confession of the faith and let it unite action with the doctrines concerning god for then shall we be with christ and experience the secure and safe power of fellowship with him escaping the peril that results from being cut off from him we made these observations because we thought we ought to deal with the investigation of the passage after a spiritual manner and it is likely that christ wished to hint at some other meaning by his clearly saying every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh it away and every branch that beareth fruit he cleanseth it that it may bear more fruit for by the branch that has been taken away from fellowship with christ by the severance of the father he means i think the people of the jews who are not capable of bearing fruit against whom the thrice blessed john declares that the axe will be brought saying that the wood which is cut off will be given over to the flames while by those branches which do not need to be completely cut off but which abide in the vine and which are to be purged by the providence of god he means those among the jews themselves who believed and the converts to them from other nations who have one and the same purification for it is accomplished in the holy spirit according to the scriptures but the manner of their purification is separate and distinct for the children of israel have cast off from them the wish to guide their life and conduct by the mosaic law while the heart of the worshippers of idols is stripped of the past deceitfulness that held sway over their hearts and also of the rubbish of impure and ignorant customs in order that they may bring forth the fruit of the divine training of the gospel which may be meet for the table of god and be acceptable to him and that what we have said is clearly true there is no difficulty in satisfying ourselves from the inspired writings themselves for the inspired paul enjoins those of the jews who believed when making light of the doctrines of the gospel they were once more backsliders honouring the shadows of the law 
ye are alienated from christ ye who would be justified by the law ye are fallen away from grace and again i say unto you that if ye receive circumcision christ will profit you nothing and if the wish to be justified according to the law alienates them from christ is it not beyond question that it is the discarding of the law as a guide of conduct that invites the power of union with christ in this way then the israelites are circumcised or rather purged and so also he that once worshipped the creature more than the creator by getting rid of his past disease and what does paul say to them for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son much more being reconciled shall we be saved by his life and he charges them in another passage and says but now after ye have come to know god or rather to be known of god how turn ye back again to the weak and beggarly rudiments of the world whereunto ye desire to be in bondage over again as therefore those who are willing to serve the beggarly elements become alienated from christ while those who do not endure to serve the creature rather than the creator become one with him shall we not confess that the manner of the purification of the gentiles shall be the most profitable cutting away by the spirit of the old deceit bringing in all manner of good things to us in diverse ways in its stead for in the putting off and casting aside of evil things the beauty of virtue is conspicuous by contrast for where vileness is driven out their holiness is seen to arise we must show too that our circumcision is by the spirit fulfilling the need of purification in us and that the son brings in the spirit for of his fullness we all received as john saith and he it is that says to us receive ye the holy spirit the father then worketh our purification through the son by means of the circumcision that we conceive of through the spirit we have humbled then the rash and impious hardihood of our adversaries who did not scruple to maintain that as christ spoke of himself as the vine and god the father as the husbandman he could not be the same by nature with him for no argument shall convince us he says that the husbandman and the vine are identical in essence when then the son is found to be a husbandman through the circumcision by the spirit they must be of this mind for the future that since husbandmen are of the same class with each other in so far as they are men it is clear that the son is not alien to god the father but in like substance with him three already ye are clean because of the word which i have spoken unto you he makes then his disciples a palpable and convincing demonstration of the art of the purifier of their souls for already he says they are purged not through a participation in anything else but merely by the word spoken unto them that is the divine guidance of the gospel and this word proceeds from christ what man of sense then can any longer call in question that the father has as it were a pruning knife and hand through whose instrumentality everything exists 
that is the son fulfilling the activity of that husbandry in us which he attributes to the person of the father teaching us that all things proceed from the father but by the instrumentality of the son for it is the word of the saviour that purgeth us though the husbandry of our souls is attributed to god the father for this is his living word sharp as a sword piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and quick to discern the thoughts and intents of the heart for reaching into the depths of each man's inmost soul and having every man's hidden purpose revealed before it as god it brings its keen edge to bear upon our vain pursuits by the working of the spirit for in this i suppose we shall deem our purification to consist and all things that profit us in the attainment of virtue it increases and multiplies to bear the fruit which is conceived in righteousness when then the manner of his husbandry of our souls is shown in the excellence of its operation the ingenious and impious attempt of our adversaries is surely brought to naught when they say that the son is distinct in nature from god the father as he is called the vine and the father the husbandman let us consider and reflect on the fact that he declares that his disciples are clean not through the special and distinct working of god the father in them that is apart from the only begotten but because they were obedient to his word as then he is the quickener of our souls by the son and in the son in the same way as he is also the husbandman or guardian he may properly be thought to act not otherwise than by the son and if those who start the argument against us think they ought to abide by the false theory they once broached and as christ said that he was the vine think they are therefore as it were perforce compelled to degrade him into a separate and foreign nature what is there now to hinder us too from going to the same height of shamelessness and distorting the meaning of the illustration and being converted against our will by a like folly and choosing to revolt from this puerile and ridiculous conception for if since he is spoken of as the vine they think that for this reason he falls away from his natural relationship with god the father and is wholly different in substance since the vine and the husbandman are not identical in nature why cannot we also encountering them with an argument as ignorant and unscholarly as their own say this are only the branches profited by the care of the tiller of the soil and will the branches that depend from the stem alone reap the profit of his art or will the nourisher and nurse too of the branches that is the vine to which they cling and are fixed by nature require some tending i do not think this will be difficult to demonstrate for our adversary himself will at once agree with us that if the trunk were not tended the branches could not remain in good condition since then christ has called himself the vine and the trunk itself of the vine requires the fostering care of the tiller of the soil or it will be wholly and entirely ruined we shall draw the inference that the son is on a level with ourselves and requires as we do the father's providence that he may not himself be distorted from what he is into something else 
and fall away from his native dignity or the position that he holds for the ridiculous argument of the enemies of divine truth reduces itself to this but let us have done with these diseased and foolish ravings and enter upon a discussion concerning the holy apostles for he says already ye are clean because of the word which i have spoken unto you just as though he were to say the manner of your spiritual purification which is conceived of as by the spirit and in the spirit has been wrought by the father through my word on you first behold casting off the burden of the vain customs and corruption of this world be ready to bring forth fruits acceptable to god rid yourselves of the vain and profitless law of the jews and pay heed to it no more my word has purified you for no longer do you conduct your lives by the mosaic law or according to the dispensation of the writings thereof for you will not seek sanctification in what ye eat and drink nor in doctrines of baptisms nor yet in sacrificial atonements but consider that ye are established in firm faith and make haste to appease god by every kind of good work for in them is seen the power of spiritual bondage those who are destined to be pure will be he says even as you are for they just escaping from the net of the devil and getting away from the snares of idol worship will be taught no longer to be governed by his decrees but shaking off the impurity of former customs as vain rubbish and being thus for the future fitted to bear the fruits of the virtue that loves god will be joined to me in the manner of branches and being dependent on their love towards me will have their hearts enriched by the influences of the spirit and imbibing the grace of my goodness will continue steadfast to the end and be nurtured in righteousness the israelites when they have been converted to faith in me and have been attached to me in the manner of branches then receiving into their mind purification through my word no longer devote themselves to the service of the letter and not fixing their heart as now on shadows and types bear the fruit of a true and spiritual service to god for god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship in spirit and truth at the same time also he shows clearly as in a figure to his disciples the beauty that will belong to those who are about to be purified and gives them the greatest encouragement to attain the still more ample excellence showing them that their service and the training of their past teaching had not been vain that teaching of the gospel through which they were destined to benefit those who dwell in the whole world displaying themselves as an example to those that believe on christ for it has been written concerning the saints that it behoves us to watch closely the issue of their life and to imitate their faith and paul incites those who serve god to be imitators of himself for abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine so neither can ye except ye abide in me we shall know then by an accurate investigation of the words before us that the being received of christ through faith pure and true is the first work of that zeal which is requisite and dear to god 
for this is the meaning of being numbered among the branches which cling to the true vine i mean christ but the fruit of our second meditation is by no means less in importance than our first but it has indeed an even more pregnant meaning the loving to be united to god and to lay fast hold on him through a love exhibited in works which has the fulfilment of the holy and divine command for this causes us inseparably to inhere in and to be closely united to him as the psalmist expresses it my soul has been joined unto thee the being received then as it were into the rank of branches will not be sufficient for complete joy of heart or for the sanctification which as it were exhibits christ sanctifying us but i maintain that the following him purely through love perfect and unfailing is also necessary for by this means the power of union or intimate conjunction with the father may be best maintained and preserved when therefore christ said to his disciples already ye are clean because of the word which i have spoken unto you lest any one of those who have once been purified should be considered incapable of falling away even though he should bestow no care to remain in a state of grace he adds this useful injunction that it is necessary to abide in him and what will this be nothing else as i think but quite obviously that which paul well expresses wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall for a thousand backslidings befall those who think that they are firmly fixed and do not take great precautions not to lose the place which they have obtained and i think that we require the utmost modesty and sobriety even though a man think himself firmly fixed by the progress he has already made towards establishing himself in righteousness he then has shown the nature and extent of the punishment of him who has as it were been cut off from intimate union with god through slipping back from negligence into what is wrong in the statement as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine so neither can ye except ye abide in me for unless the branch had supplied to it from its mother the vine the life-producing sap how would it bear grapes or what fruit will it bring forth and from what source you will perceive that the language of christ has an application by analogy to ourselves for no fruit of virtue will spring up anew in us who have once fallen away from intimate union with christ to those however who are joined to him who is able to strengthen them and to nourishes in righteousness the capacity of bearing fruit will readily be added by the provision and grace of the spirit as by life-producing water and knowing this the only begotten said in the gospels if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink and to this the evangelist inspired by the spirit has testified when in his excellent explanation he says but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him were to receive and the blessed david speaking as though to god the father thus addressed him 
with thee is the fountain of life and thou shalt give them to drink of the river of blessedness for by the fountain of divine and spiritual life and of the fullness of blessedness who else could be meant but the sun who fattens and waters our souls in the position of branches clinging to him by faith and love with the quickening and joy-giving grace of the spirit End of chapter 2, part 2